welcome to Let's Catch Up. I have some great news for some of you right at the top of the episode this week. I am not going to discuss The Bachelorette. Um, this season was boring. I really wanted to watch it because all those racist people were like, we're not watching. And I was like, okay, we've got to like compensate for them. And then the season was such a bore that I could barely pay attention. But I did watch the finale and... I don't know, guys. It's just all been kind of kind of sad. But I'm excited for Michelle's season. It's premiering in October. That I do hope to talk about. But yeah, good news for all of you. I considered it. I was like, should I do a section on The Bachelorette? And then I was like, what am I going to talk about? The bad looks that they gave. That That is a thing I'd love to discuss is the fact that that stylist, I want to commit a citizen's arrest because the way that that man dressed Katie is criminal. Anyway, we're going to talk about Beyonce's Harper's Bazaar cover. Um, We're going to talk about new fall television, Sweetie's McDonald's meal. Um, I'm also going to mention some Time's Up things. And then I'm going to talk about a a civil rights grifter that I've never spoken about on this podcast before, but it finally reached a fever fever pitch, easy for me to say, this week. So we're definitely going to get into it. Let's catch up. pals let's get this episode kicked off with like real all hail the queen vibes okay and I'm not talking about Lizzie although I did watch a couple episodes of the prince on HBO and they're very short they're like 12 13 minutes I just think it's like a lot and it also goes to show that like if you know the right people you can get a tv show made because Gary Gennetti just started off like making fun of prince George right George like on Instagram and now he's got a, an HBO cartoon series with like A-listers voicing the characters. Um, I don't know. Anyway, that's not what I really wanted to talk about. What I really wanted to talk about was Beyonce's Harper Bazaar cover. <laughs> Seamless transition. Um, Beyonce is almost 40. We must discuss, okay? She's like truly days out from turning 40. And if you're not already familiar with Beyonce's birthday, it is 9, 4, 8, one B day. Um, we have to start before I really get into the article by saying, you guys know I love Beyonce. She truly is the queen. People who say she's overrated are racist. Not even a joke. She's incredibly talented. She works the hardest. Like seeing her live is akin to church. Again, not joking. Her talent is unmatched. The range plus the dancing is beyond comprehension. She really is our queen. And I once shushed a friend while watching Homecoming the day it came out. And then I had to watch it again alone the next day because it was a mistake to think that I could share it with someone who didn't understand the depth of its meaning. Okay. I say all of that to say this interview had to have been done via email and I did not care for it. Like the content of the, the interview I enjoyed. But the fact that every answer was so rigid and so spoken, like not how a conversation flows, made it almost harder to read. She explains her life decade by decade, which is like really beautiful. And again, like enjoyed the content of the interview. But because of like the linear nature, it just reads like, I was a shy child. I was determined. And I think I was just more disappointed than I expected to be because obviously we don't hear from her often. So when we do, it's such a treat. And this was just like fine. The photo shoot was actually a treat. Like it was fantastic. It was so well done. She had like all these looks. It's always so funny because it's like all like Ivy Park or whatever. And her and Jay-Z were just named like ambassadors for Tiffany. So like all the jewelry is 
you know, came in a in a blue box or whatever. Whatever that why would it what is it? Robin's egg blue? Anyway. Just an FYI, if you see me in a gold glitter pant and a white crop top, you better compliment me and keep it moving because I'm into that look, okay? But based on the interview, I feel like she's about to come out with a CBD line or something, which I will obviously try. I loved when she told an anecdote about finding Blue soaking in the tub with her eyes closed because Blue Ivy continues to be an absolute mood and I am obsessed with her. I do pray that she looks more and more like her mother as she ages. Beyonce did say that music is coming, so we'll see. I don't know. The interview, again, like I read it, obviously. I enjoyed it for what it was, but I was really hoping for more and I didn't get it. Um, Yeah, I don't know if it's a situation where they were like, do you want to do a Zoom interview because of the circumstances? She was like, I would rather just write the answers. I don't know. It's so funny because like a couple episodes ago, I was like, let Naomi Osaka write answers to your questions if you want her to, if she wants to. And now I'm like, but don't let Beyonce... I'm just kidding. Like, if it's what's best for her mental health, then it's fine. But, like, ugh, I don't know. The beauty of Beyonce's music for me is that it, like, never gets old. Like, I listen to 4 and B-Day as much as I listen to Homecoming and Lemonade. And that's true superstardom. So, obviously, I cannot hear, wait to hear what we have next. Okay, this is a bit of a pivot, and it's a very specific pivot listen I don't know about these David Schumer Jen Aniston rumors I mean if it's true I guess good for them but like I don't know she just like I do want what's best for her you know but then like she posted for Justin Thoreau's birthday the other day and was like one of a kind love you and I was like I feel like they were just like friends who got married and then realized they should have stayed friends so is that what her and David Schwimmer are also going to discover anyway sorry it's not at all what I'm discussing I'm all over the place today, clearly. I want to discuss something very specific uh, as part of a larger story. Um, And it's not, I don't want to talk about the fact that Betches and that expensive cashmere company made Cuomo sexual merchandise. The cashmere company is, it's like a 300 and something dollar sweater that people were getting embroidered with like Cuomo sexual or Cuomo for president. And now they're offering to re-embroider it for you. And the picture that they did that with said like believe survivors or something. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, they're doing it for free like let's not try let's try not to like glorify politicians for just doing their jobs okay (laughs) okay um it gets weird when they try to justify their behavior with hurricane photos um anyway this the thing that I want to specifically discuss within this is uh, is the lieutenant governor no I'm just kidding it's obviously not like we know that I'm not talking about the politics of it all but within the like pop culture realm is obviously time's up and I wanted to specifically discuss that coalition and how they got involved in this story because it's kind of sad but also like Amber Tamblin I'm so sorry but like we can't keep posting throwbacks of sisterhood of the traveling pants forever and think people won't forget that your husband has accusations of being like racist and problematic on set okay women are not responsible for their husband's actions but it's weird that you're telling everyone else that they're behaving poorly anyway allegedly allegedly I don't like if someone tells a story about a man being racist to her on set do I have to say allegedly in front of it will my lawyers get in touch with me please and confirm (laughs) um okay so there was an open letter published by staff at Time's Up Legal Defense Fund saying that they were uh, the company was failing all survivors by prioritizing proximity to power over mission. 
I mean, pretty damning. In the midst of the attorney general's report on Andrew Cuomo, it came to light that he, a man being accused of sexually harassing a myriad of women, sought the advice of co-founder of Time's Up, Roberta Kaplan, and the president, Tina Chen. If you recognize her name, it's because she was Michelle Obama's chief of staff. Just putting that out there. Cuomo reached out to these two to get their advice on how to handle the situation, and they responded like they provided some advice a company founded on standing for victims of powerful men provided a powerful man with insight on how to handle the accusations that they claim to exist to both emotionally and financially support people in lodging hello so roberta kaplan has since resigned yeesh um a lot of people are basically saying they aren't surprised like people within the organization um they worked with andrew cuomo um, in 2019, I just need y'all to know that I wrote down the organization worked with the now disgraced governor in 2019. And like, am I a journalist? The now disgraced governor? Um, way too proud of that. So I had to say it out loud. Anyway, they worked with him to pass this thing called the Times Up New York Safety Agenda in 2019, which extends the statute of limitations for survivors. So like, obviously, there's a relationship there. And this thing that they did is great. But this is this is disappointing um the last thing I want to say is there's a quote from one of the staffers who signed the note anonymously and I think it's poignant and not just for times up but so many organizations that get a taste of power and honestly even people um they said the leadership has done good work but they are so convinced of their own righteousness that they believe they are immune to accountability I mean if that doesn't describe our entire power structure in this country I don't know what else would My first question is, who is going to get the sweetie meal from McDonald's? <laughs> I feel like I've missed a lot of fast food chain celebrity collaborations, which is honestly shocking given my um, combo brand of toxic influence by the internet and toxic inhalation of fried chicken that I don't have to get out of my car to receive. But I've apparently missed a few. There was Travis Scott, which I remember seeing some like TikToks about. There was BTS, which I like fully missed which is insane considering that fan base you would think I would have seen it so much and then there was also I think Jay Balvin which I think he had like an Oreo McFlurry or something which you know love that journey for him but the Sweetie collection I don't know why it's gotten like so much more press maybe because I mean she's not like more famous than BTS so I don't know but um the the sweetie collection i'm interested in because i might see wifey haters want to fight me um no i don't think i'm gonna go get it but i'm asking if you guys will because um it comes with a side of sweetie and sour sauce they like rebranded it so just in case you're wondering what's in the meal it is a big mac for a four-piece chicken mcnuggets medium fries a medium sprite and tangy barbecue sauce and i'm sorry but you don't get to pick your beverage with this meal you have to take sprite i don't know Apparently, it's served in icy packaging, but I've not yet to see any photos of that. I did see somewhere that it coasts like right over a thousand calories, which is like not surprising given how much food, but it did make me laugh. It's like $11 or something. Um, and the whole deal, I guess, is that she's into like remixing her food, I guess. So she like puts her fries in the Big Mac and she puts her nugs on top of the fries and then puts like ketchup on top of them or whatever. I don't know. I, I love that journey just for her. You know what I mean? Very specifically for Sweetie and not the rest of us.
My next question is so different from the last one, and I'm going to try and do it without yelling. But, like, guys, why are people still following Sean King? Ugh, this man is the ultimate grifter, and we have to acknowledge. I don't want to tell anyone what to do, but if you still follow Talcom X, you have to stop. Okay, there's a medium piece by DeRay McKesson, someone in this space whose work I do trust, that I'm going to link to in the show notes, and it has an in-depth discussion of his longest running grift, which was a fundraising email that no one ever saw any funds from except him, allegedly, allegedly. Um, but DeRay specifically talks, speaks to the fact that like he has worked with him personally and has attempted to bring some of these things to light you know offline in real life and like nothing happens and so that's why he wrote this piece and he wrote this in like 2019 and there have been more things since but the funniest one is why I'm talking about it this week because like again I'm not really out here trying to tell anybody like who they should or shouldn't follow but this man is like a non-stop scammer allegedly allegedly um this one does feel like the real lawsuit waiting to happen because he does seem crazy enough to just like sue this random girl who has this tiny podcast you know any man who self-proclaims to be a civil rights leader, got to take a breath, okay? Um, so for years, this biracial man has done this weird slander of his own mother, saying she slept around so much he doesn't know his who his father is, but his mother's black. So, like, he's black, but people are like, your dad was definitely white. But, like, he literally has written pieces where he's like, my mom slept around so much around the time I was born that I don't even know who my dad is. And I'm like, can we stop throwing your mom under the bus? But, like... I don't want to be rude. She shouldn't be thrown under the bus, but like maybe she, someone should just, you know, slap her hand because I don't know what she raised. Anyway, I'm so sorry. That was rude. Not taking it back though. Um, in 2014, Sean King started this. I, I hesitated when I said his name because I feel like I'd never say it because Talcum X is my favorite of the nicknames. There's a long list. If you want to just Google Sean King nicknames, there's a lot of very funny ones, but I do forget what his actual name is sometimes. So in 2014, he started an organization and it was called, oh gosh, I didn't write it down. It's like something justice. Um, But people within the organization were being silenced when they disagreed with him. And then there were questions consistently about the fundraising. No one ever knew where the money went. And when they were asked questions, he would just like literally delete them from Slack channels and stuff. And then he shuttered the organization. This is a pattern of behavior that has been allowed to continue for almost a decade because he has 4 million Instagram followers and many of them are celebrities. So the most recent issue is a two-parter. So a few weeks ago, he moves into an $840,000 New Jersey home. And we know this because people started reporting on it, calling it his next grift um, because they were like, how did you afford this house? Well, I guess the address got out, pictures got out, so then he starts getting doxxed. So then he's like freaking out, which is fair because that's unsafe. Now, there are no police reports that anyone can find. No one can find any evidence. He's just saying that they're getting doxxed and that they have to move and that they have to get 24-7 security and his whole family is like deeply upset and they won't stop crying. People are like, I guess that's true. We don't know. So the grift part of this is not that like he may need security. It's that he's asking for money. He's getting online after buying this house and saying, my wife bought this house with a loan and her own money and I wasn't a part of this, which I'm like, why do you keep saying that? I don't understand. And he's literally like, please, please help us. He says, here's her cash app. Here's her Venmo. Here's her PayPal. Here's her Zelle. Please send us money. Please help us. We have to move to a new home and we have to hire security. We have to get cameras. It's very expensive. 
what are you doing? He's constantly asking for money to support the families of victims of police brutality. And these families have begun to step forward and call him a coward. Tamir Rice's mother, Samira, is so over it. She's like, stop invoking my son's name. You did not do anything to help us, which like, I will never understand how people can cavalier cavalierly use a child's name when that parent has already gone through the pain of losing them. What? Anyway, he's saying that they've got to move. He's like, the also the house was like normal to large size, right? Like it was like, you don't know, we don't know the ins and outs of their financials really, but it was like a pretty big house, but it wasn't a mansion by any means. It had like five bedrooms, I think. And it was like their nuclear family and both of their mothers were living with them. Um, but this like continued attempt at like garnering sympathy. He deleted his Twitter. He's like, my wife won't stop crying. She wanted this. Like we aren't able to do this. And then he says, truly, he's like, it hurts me so much that the partners of civil rights leaders have to go through this. Coretta sat up in her grave. She really did. I saw her, I swear. I just like don't even understand what to do with this because like this self-proclaimed like civil rights leader would not be like, here's my wife, Zell, send us money. Like you wouldn't ask for people's hard-earned money for yourself, for your house fund. Uh, his Instagram, I think, is still private because obviously he doesn't want anyone just like coming for him in these comments. Cannot stand the heat. He has to get out of the kitchen. He's just posting these announcements on Facebook and I think some of them on Instagram. Um, but in the midst of this like deep torture and upheaval in his life, he shares that he will be launching a fashion line. <laughs> he announced via notes app, Chef's Kiss. Okay. The company is called, quote, a real one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it drops in September. All this and a move, sir? Where do we think these profits go? Here's the thing, right? We know plenty of celebrities who have clothing lines who are also activists. And no one blames them because they're singers first or actresses first or whatever. And they have a brand. And then they make money off of the brand. And they also, like, move causes forward because of the brand, right? Like, you know, Reese Witherspoon and, and you know... I don't know why I said Reese Witherspoon because I can't think of a single cause that she supports other than like reading. Um, but what's what's Will and Jada's son's name? Jaden Smith. He's like so into water. He's able to like make change because of who his parents are and because of who he is. But you don't see him being like, but can y'all Venmo me real quick? Because I got to take a car to go install this like water filter in Flint. Crazy. Okay, sorry, very off the off the dome here. But the implication is that um, he has like a brand to build a clothing line off of. And that's obviously not true. He's just a civil rights leader, right? I just don't understand. Like, ugh, I just get so like John Lewis was not like, guys, buy my beanies. Like that man, you know what that man did do? He made a children's book series. So the children would learn about marching across the bridge in Selma, the Edmund Pettus Bridge that have they renamed that? I know that people were talking about it, but I don't know if that happened for sure. Someone let me know. Anyway, I know I'm all over the place, but like he's just such a disgrace. The countless attempts at grifting money have to stop. I don't I don't like he has to stop tweeting crazy things. He just like makes things up and tweets them. And <laughs> so this one's one of my favorites. I have to tell you guys this one because one time he did get into it with like literal Rachel Maddow and like she scares me and she like mopped the floor with him. 
But my favorite was um, Brian Schatz, who's a representative from Hawaii. I believe he is a senator. He's like very active on Twitter. And he tweeted something about the cost of medical procedures in this country. You know, people paying too much, obviously, and people going into debt because of medical procedures. And Sean King responded, then why don't you support Medicare for all? And Mr. Schatz responded and said, I don't know why you worded this like a gotcha tweet, but I'm a co-sponsor of the bill. An easy Google search would save you that humiliation, but the weird obsession with power and money gets you right in there. Just so silly. He obviously ended up deleting that tweet, but screenshots live forever. Um, anyway, the daughter is now speaking out, which is like very sad. Obviously, she's like, we don't deserve this. My mother put up the wallpaper herself. I don't know what that really means. It's very sad because the child is getting involved with the father's problems. But, like, please stop following him. Please stop giving him money. And I will never talk about it again. All right. What are we watching? What are we paying attention to this week? Well, it's not really this week. So maybe I'm doing a bad job. But I did want to run through fall television because I love fall television. I love the fall. I love the autumn, the sweaters, the coziness. Ooh, growing up, if you ask me my favorite season, I said summer. So stupid. That's just being six and not going to school. You know what the best season is? Autumn, especially because you can say something is autumnal. You can't say something is wintry springy stupid words autumnal what a great word okay anyway let's talk about fall tv shows instead of me ranting about seasons um like someone on big brother or something um okay so i'm gonna start everything probably right i also thought for sure that i had talked about this with you guys but i think i had just watched a bunch of trailers on my own and i thought that i had shared but i had not so let me do that now half of these things will be canceled some of it isn't coming out until mid-season we're still going to discuss um I already talked about Nine Perfect Strangers. Let's talk about something that I am actually really excited about, Abbott Elementary. It's written and produced by Quinta Brunson, or as Robin Thede calls her, Cousin Quinta, which I will probably start doing. The clip of the first episode I saw does look funny. Quinta based this show off of um, the stories of her mother who taught 40 years in public schools in the Philadelphia area. Just have to pray it gets his due, you know? This is on ABC, by the way. I'm going to try and do networks, but like, we'll see. Um, The Big Leap is a show on Fox. Honestly, looks kind of stupid, but they have an incredible cast. Uh, I don't know how this premise will last longer than a season. This is like my greatest beef with television. I have to tell you guys, no one asked, but like it, it make it a limited series like that show Manifest that I know people loved. Like that just feels like a limited series. There's another show I'm going to talk about later called La Brea. That feels like a limited series. Like whenever there's a huge tragedy or a huge event and that's where we start the show, I just don't think it can last very long because what you're going to end up doing is doing all these flashbacks. So we're just like watching people live their lives normally. Anyway, The Big Leap is uh, Scott Foley, Piper Parabo. It's premiering in late September. It's about like a reality dance competition. I don't know. It's like the underdogs. I, I just, I don't know, but I'll try it. Uh, there's an all-American spinoff coming to the CW. Season three is on Netflix, by the way. Haven't gotten around to it, but it's there. Um, so many competition shows. There's one about activists. Maybe Sean King should. <laughs> JK, JK, JK. Um, I don't know what that means, though. And like, are they all going to get money? Uh, it's on CBS. Um, there's a singing one. With Will I Am and Nick Lachey judging, an America's Got Talent spinoff, 
a song contest that kind of seems like Eurovision, but just for America. There's a dance competition with Jenna Dewan. There's a domino competition. I'm not making that up. Hosted by Eric Stone Street of Dating Bethany, Bethany Frankel fame. I'm up to like six now. Don't forget the lyrics is coming back with Niecy Nash as the host, which I will watch that. Uh, just a whole lot going on. And those are all on different networks, obviously, and I did not run through all of them. There's a workplace comedy starring Anna Gasteyer about a car company in Detroit coming to NBC. The National Broadcast Company loves a workplace comedy. And LOL, so does this girl. <laughs> so it doesn't feel like something I'm fully committing to, but I said that about Superstore and ended up loving it. So keeping my eyes peeled. It doesn't have a premiere date yet, though. The Cleaning Lady is another show coming to Fox, and I'm very intrigued by this. It's based on an Argentinian show about a doctor who comes to America to get treatment for her sick son, and when the system refuses and attempts to push her away, she starts a GoFundMe. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's every other air quotes inspirational story on the local news. So this woman... She ends up being like a waitress or something or having to like work as a waitress, not being a waitress, sorry. She just ends up like working as a waitress as like a side gig or something. And so she ends up like in this warehouse and then the mob is there and they kill someone and to save herself, she cleans it up. Uh, (laughs) No spoilers. I just figured that was a piece of connective tissue because the descriptions on every website are like a woman moves to America to save her sick son and ends up cleaning up the mob's mess. And I'm like, we should explain how she gets involved. Um, But I'm kind of intrigued. Um, All the spinoffs for all the acronyms, CSI Vegas, FBI International, NCIS Hawaii starring Vanessa Lachey, CBS runs on spinoffs, man. Um, There's another show that they are premiering in October, but I keep seeing promos for it, which I'm a little confused by. It's called Ghosts. And if you've seen it, you're probably like, okay, ghosts live in a house. But the premise is that a young couple move into this like big old house and there are ghosts living there and we meet the ghosts and they're trying to kick the couple out. But I think like someone recently passed and so like they're a new ghost. <laughs> so I'm sure we'll deal with that. It doesn't really feel like my vibe at all, but I do feel beaten over the head with it. So I'll give it a go. I mean, advertising works. The next thing is something I'm very excited about. It's called Grand Crew. It feels like something that I love, that like I will love, but that NBC will cancel, but I hope I'm wrong. It's just a group of black friends hanging out at a wine bar talking about life. See what I mean? It sounds great. NBC will stick it on a Friday night and be like, why didn't it do well? Um, It stars Nicole Byer, so you know I'm ready. Um, We'll see, guys. Good Sam is the, did I emphasize Good Sam? Good Sam. Good Sam sorry promise I'm not having a stroke I just I just don't know how to pronounce it um what I should put the emphasis on there it's the Sophia Bush Bush medical drama on CBS congrats on your engagement Sophia I know she listens maybe she'll tell me which word to emphasize um NBC is doing a show produced by Ava DuVernay that's giving me major wife swap energy but with like whole families I don't We're definitely going to see, like, some racist white family switch places with a black family. And I'm going to tell you right now, not interested. Ava can do no wrong, but, like, I'm definitely keeping this one at arm's length. The next one is the one that I just mentioned earlier called La Brea. A lot of commercials running for it on NBC. A sinkhole appears as the result of a massive plate shift and a family is separated. 
honestly, guys, it doesn't feel that far off. I'm, I'm not talking about the UN climate report on this podcast, but bummer. Um, that's how I feel about it. Just bummer. <laughs> I did like all the TikToks that were like, I can't handle this right now. Like, there's just already too much going on because I obviously didn't read it. I was just like, I can't. Like, that's enough slices. Um, anyway, just talking in TikTok sounds and hoping for the best uh, at my age. But this family separated in La Brea is similar to every other tragic life event drama on NBC. I'm not sure how long this lasts. We're getting an L.A. fire and rescue, which I'm assuming is just Chicago fire without the parkas. Um, a return of Legends of the Hidden Temple with Christina Alonzo hosting. Um, I have to say something about this other show on NBC. Now, I said I was beaten over the head with ghost promos. I've been beaten over the head with this one. I'm so sorry that I may have just yelled in your ear or perhaps your vehicle. I'm sure that we all have because it came on during the Olympics absolutely nonstop. This Ordinary Joe show. No, thank you. Zero interest. But I will tell you, I am obsessed with the idea that this man from Million Little Things or whatever show that they definitely thought would be their next This Is Us, but it wasn't, they liked him enough to give him a new show, which I feel like is like relatively normal on network television. And then they said, actually, you're not only the main character, you're the main character times three. It follows his life in three different iterations. Guys, I'm not sure if the character's name is Joe if it is, I'm just disappointed, I gotta tell you. Um, but it follows it in three different iterations. One, if he followed his dreams and became a rock star. One, if he followed love and I guess became a dad. I don't know. He doesn't like have a career in that one as far as I can tell. And then one, if he followed the family career path and became a cop. Now, does, does right now feel like the best time to make a show about a white man and say instead of telling other stories let's tell his three times and in one he's a police officer someone didn't read the room um i don't produce television despite the fact that i do think i'd be good at it but this one just feels like maybe it's a back burner i, I just this is how i feel about grand crew is like that show is going to get bumped for ordinary joe that they're going to renew and then grand crew is going to get you know canceled but I will not be watching it, just like I didn't want to watch that million little things. The NBC is trying so hard to capture the lightning that was This Is Us, and they can't do it. And that was the nature of that show. The beauty of it was that there wasn't anything else like it. It's like, why do you keep trying to make things like it? I don't understand. Um, you know, maybe just put Milo Ventimiglia's butt in another pilot, and then maybe you'll get some magic. But can't guarantee it. I'm super excited about this show on Fox. Let me just move on. Um, this show on Fox starring Yaya DaCosta, because if she offered to kill me with her jawline, I'd say please and thanks. Uh, but it's about a community of wealthy black people in Martha's Vineyard, and there's some mystery and some secrets or whatever, but I'm just there for the looks, I think. I might watch it on mute. Um, there's a show that I don't love the premise of, but I will watch because I will literally support every member of the cast of Happy Endings until I meet my happy ending. Eliza Coop is starring in a show called Pivoting. It's about, like, three friends they lose a friend or I don't know the last thing I want to say is Jimmy Fallon is hosting some variety music hour based on games from his show is limb sync battle not enough for that man okay last thing we're looking out for is new target designer collection yay 
Um, I just assume that we all have the same budget, and that's why I always discuss these. But if you're buying all these designers at full price or from the real, real, I apologize. But that Provol dress that I got at Target years ago during the one of these first ones, still one of my favorite finds ever. Does it fit anymore? God, no. I was 19, but still think of it fondly. And we don't know exactly when this is going to launch, but mid-September is the idea. Um, the designers for this collection are Rachel Comey, Victor Glama, Glama, it's French, God knows, I don't know, Sandy Lang, and Danilly Lotin. And um, they're all doing, it's like a $15 to $80 range, huge size, size range from extra, extra small to 4X. Target is so good at that. Um, so Victor Glama, guys, I don't know. Um, Glamod, 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 it's getting worse, um, huge knit guy, so, like, I'm assuming that we'll have, like, striped knits, color blocked, which I'm very, very into, we love that, Nilly Lotin, um, it's gonna have jumpsuits, slip dresses, outerwear, which I'm very excited about that, um, she says that her inspiration is 70s Americana and European simplicity, which feel like they don't go together, but European simplicity and a jumpsuit and outerwear is my time to shine, um, Rachel Comey is like very bright prince. Um, so, you know, could, could have a situation where people are making fun of it on TikTok again. I don't know. Um, but I'm sure it'll be, you know, cute leather blouses, sweater pants or what we are being rumored. And then, um, Sandy Ling, um, is also very exciting. Her brand is much newer, so it does seem interesting that um, she's already doing a Target partnership, but it's supposed to be sportswear meets cottage core aesthetic. Um, smocked dresses, we'll see. Um, but once it's out, I'll make I'll make a quick note once it is, and then we'll all discuss it. Um, perhaps not on a recorded medium about how we feel about it, but yeah, I'm excited. I love these so much. They're just so much fun. And it's like something new and different in Target also. But like, obviously, it's just the accessibility of like, high fashion is important, even if it's made with cotton. Yay. All right, pals, just like that. We're down to just a couple le episodes left of Love Island. <laughs> Until we get the Australia season, huh? Um, oh, I do have to say, Sean Mendez, his birthday party looked like a lot of fun. <laughs> I know he was turning like 23, so like obviously your birthday's fun when you turn 23. You're like so young and he has like money. Um, are we watching the girlfriend's version of, sorry, that was so rude for me to call her that. Camila Cabello, are we watching her version of Cinderella? I don't know, right? I think it's going to be on Prime, but like I cannot be paying for these movies. I'm so sorry. And you know what? It's because I stand in solidarity with Scarlett Johansson. Um, just kidding. But his birthday did look like a lot of fun. They were just like out and they had cake. And I mean, that's pretty much all it takes for me. It's like I left the house and I had cake. And I'm like, what a great time. Everyone's like, Megan, this is a funeral. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm going to go buy a pair of shoes by Allison Felix's brand because that's who I support. Okay. She's so much cooler than all of us. Um, thanks for catching up, guys. See you next week.